apologize to Mubi. Look Mubi in the eyes and say, I'm sorry for hurting you. Mubi, I am so sorry for this. Please pay our invoice. You get 30 days for free. The African Desperate is streaming exclusively on Mubi. Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the White Pew Podcast. My name is Gabrielle Della Puente. And I'm Zarina Mohammed. And today's episode is gonna be horrific. <laughs> I'm really stressed. Like I've not I've purposefully not had a look at the stuff that's come in. So this is so that you can get my genuine reaction. Yeah, I didn't want to tell you because I wanted yeah. to see your genuine reaction. Um today's episode is about the weirdness of art school we asked our audience uh to tell us some stories about like things that they witnessed things that were said to them that like they're never gonna forget and this is like a question we can ask our audience about like the strange things that they saw and the strange things that happened to them because art school is so fucking weird like it's just weird it's not the straightforward learning experience that you might expect if you were doing like an English literature course where you like go to the library and read a book and highlight something and then write an essay about it and like it's just not what happens like something strange has to happen in the studio setting because the outcome is also strange so we're doing today's episode about art school because we know it's something that our audience is gonna find (laughs) uh, amusing but also just like um horrifying as well it's strangely traumatic i've felt so overwhelmed reading the answers that have come in like it's been so intense i've split the f- the categories up into animals bodily fluids no <laughs> no 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 <laughs> weird tutors and then weird students like that's sort of it that it just falls into those four categories like kind of comfortably but is it like a venn diagram where there's like weird students bodily fluids some of them some of them are a venn diagram and we'll get to that um but just before we start uh today's episode is sponsored by mubi which guys we fucking did it we fucking found a little tiny sponsor a big sponsor someone that we absolutely love (laughs) Everyone just take a minute to like really this was a team effort. Team effort. I'd like to thank Gabrielle. <laughs> I'd like to thank um my mum. <laughs> just all our supporters really, actually. Thank, thank you. Thank you. For everyone who's ever read The White Pew, thank you for everyone who's ever listened. Um we got to like what is this hundred and two episodes of the of the podcast and this is like our first like legit cool big name recognizable sponsor for an episode so i'm fucking buzzing i don't even feel like cringe talking about having a sponsor for an episode because it's so cool (laughs) can everyone just listen to this episode like a minimum of 10 times yeah listening to this play it on repeat yeah and you can just turn right don't tell movie this just turn the volume all the way down to zero leave it on while you're asleep just on repeat That's fine. Run the numbers up. Let's. <laughs> you got to make us look really fucking good to Mubi, so we can be like, yeah, a million people listen to this, <laughs> and then they might sponsor more. Fingers crossed. So we're working with Mubi this week to promote the release of The African Desperate, which is a new film out 
by Martine Sims, who you might know because you might have been to an exhibition by Martine Sims. I don't know. I only ever knew her as an artist and now there are films. Um, so the film is about art school. It's about art students in a school in upstate New York. And it's so intense and heady. It also feels like this episode of us discussing like people's experiences of art school is like a bit of a debrief. Like the stories that came in seemed strangely like familiar, even if it was a story from France or Manchester or America. Like something weird is happening in in the it's in the water at this point. Um so before we get into it, the film on Mubi, it's streaming exclusively on Mubi, and all of our listeners and readers and all the people that we like in the world. Uh, can watch Mubi for 30 days for free. So just click the link in the description and Even enjoy. If we personally hate you, please use the link. Yeah, <laughs> especially if we've heard. <laughs> you can also. I reviewed this, Gabrielle. <laughs> I, I know, I know, I'm sorry. I'm I, like, I feel genuinely, as I said, overwhelmed. There are like Z- files upon files on my desktop. Whoa. Of people talking about doing things with chickens and dogs. No, and I'm no, like, no, no, no. I don't know where I am. You're in orbit. I'm like, in orbit. You need like to you're... just take over so I can like breathe for a second. <laughs> I should also say, if you do watch The African Desperate and you want like a specific debrief about the film, then I reviewed it um, last Sunday because this will be out the Sunday after. So last Sunday, go on the website. It should still be in the top banner. If not, then we will link this in the YouTube description or the Spotify description. So there's a link to the review. And it is a nice companion text in GDLP's own words to the film. So watch the film, read the review, listen to this episode a hundred times, and then we'll send you something in the post maybe if you tell us that you've done all three of those things. We yes. Want. Okay, let's start. What what category do you want to start with? <laughs> no. You pick, you, you pick. Animals. You pick. Animals. Fair warning, there are animals involved in this. If that's not your jam, I don't think it's anyone's jam. It's some people's jam because obviously they did these things. But you've been warned. Number one. (laughs) A guy made a spear and hunted pigeons on the streets of Amsterdam. Hunted is a very pointed choice of word. On the streets of a spear, hunted... Next. (laughs) Next. At my first ever lecture in art college, the first day of first year, the head of my school gave us a lecture while holding a taxidermy dog's head and running around holding it on various students' heads, as well as pieces of furniture and also different places on himself. No. <laughs> Does it get worse? It, it immediately gets worse. A guy in first year went through a phase of using a chicken carcass instead of a brush. No. That's not sanitary. He'd have given everyone salmonella, surely. That's not the food hygiene standards. Speaking of food hygiene standards, someone wanted to paint using pig's blood, so they stored it in the shared fridges. Same day, food and safety inspection did their rounds in our department and they closed our studio space for three weeks. Ah, That's quite funny. (laughs) The other ones, not so much. The other ones we do take seriously. It's so bad. And then... taxidermy dog's head. And then these... Imagine you're in a lecture. 
That's mm-hmm. weird tutors animal crossover. Yeah. Okay, continue. And then two about a goldfish, and then we're just going to swiftly move on. <laughs> okay. Was at a party once where my fellow art schooler ate a goldfish alive. Rumours of someone setting a live goldfish in resin. And there was obviously upset at the cruelty of this. But he, like, quote, won against the repercussions by convincing the other white men who were deciding on disciplinary matters that his concept was just so good, it had to be done. What was the concept? Animal cruelty? It's so bizarre. Like, I almost think it should just definitely be, like, some kind of law that I think that is illegal. Shouldn't that is illegal. I hope so. Well, I mean, I don't know. If you did that to, like, a cat or a dog, the police would be on you, no? Because they'd be like, you're a serial killer. Yeah, just get better fucking ideas. Like, if you have to use animals as material, you you probably shouldn't be an artist. Like, If you have to commit murder on the streets of Amsterdam with a spear, yeah, even if it's pigeons, I don't know for you. You should go and do law. Not law, actually. I don't trust Accounting. you to do law. <laughs> Do you know what? Just do the numbers. Like, I hated that. Why did we start that? We shouldn't have started with that. Um, do bodily fluids. As if that's any better. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm God. assuming it'll be funnier. I feel like I should put another content warning. This, this stuff is just so gross and weird and, like, <laughs> just baseless behaviour. I... We will zoom through again and then we'll get to the <laughs> almost like the better stuff about the tutors and students. Okay. In my first week at art school, a guy in my class did a shit on a scanner and then put the images on cushions and the tutors loved it. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I, I feel the need to say at this point? Is like, I'm sorry to Martine Sims. <laughs> I'm sorry to Moby. <laughs> it's going to come up in the search engine results when <laughs> The thing is, though, like, the film itself almost does make space for, like, that weird physical, like, freedom that people make use of in art school. Like, there's just no rules and everyone can make what they want and everyone can, like, do what they want and that might involve their own bodies or it might involve someone else's bodies. Like, that's almost in the film, even if it's, like, not... Yeah. Yeah, but why shit, though, Gab? Like, <laughs> has it got to be shit? Like, is it... <laughs> well, this one... In a one, scanner! I think How this are you is... meant to use the scanner again? I think this is the single worst one I read. This At... upcoming one? This, this one. Okay, right. Everyone brace myself. yourself. <sighs> At the opening of our work in progress show at the Royal College of Art, a performance student literally pulled shit out of their arse and dragged it across the floor and then smeared it on the surrounding walls. Fair to say the students who had work showing in the space (laughs) for the rest (laughs) of the week were not impressed. (laughs) What do you mean? The word pulled. Pulled. He's doing a lot of work in that sentence. It's very evocative, isn't it? <laughs> <coughs> I've never pulled a shit out of myself. How physically? What's the physics? I that? feel it. I feel so ashamed. 
have you pulled a shit? No, no, no. <laughs> what is that what you're about to say? No, no, no. I mean, like, I feel ashamed that, like, these stories are connected to art school. Oh. I've not pulled a shit. Oh, yeah, you should have let me finish, Serena. Someone's going to clip that and then... That's clickbait. I'm the shit girl. Um, <laughs> this is the clip that ends up on Instagram. Like, let's just quickly combat that. Tell me the best thing about art school. I want the dire opposite, diametric opposite of what we've just heard. Quick. Redeem oh us. Redeem, redeem the entire industry. Gap, I can't think. All I'm thinking about right now is physically, how would you pull a shit out of your ass? Do you just stick and... This is a podcast audio medium. Serena's doing some finger motions on the screen. Um, do, you, do, do you just do you just simply insert your fingers and like a claw machine, <laughs> like a claw fish, machine, fish around for <laughs> something to grab onto, like it's a little poo prize. A little poo prize. <laughs> Redeem us, please. Um, redeem what, us what was good um, we met each other <laughs> um, The I don't know about you but I really enjoyed the canteen lunches they were nice um, do you remember the um, all the library books we stole there's still half of them are behind shush, me shush shush why don't you make me talk about what you wrote about in the review the good changes that happen in art school i'm very stressed out by all of this okay right so i think as a positive upside of art school it does these weird things happen to you and they do change you but it is for the better i think sometimes because you're a more it's like you're an expanded person you've had the expansion pack right mm. yet yeah, maybe you get traumatized by watching one of your peers <laughs> 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 I feel really guilty <laughs> that this is our first podcast sponsorship. <laughs> this is the last podcast sponsorship as well. This is it. We reached the apex. We just introduced this by saying everybody on your best behavior. Yeah. And then you proceeded to tell the most horrifying, horrifying story I've ever heard in my life. It's not my <laughs> fault though. They smeared it on the walls and put it on those walls for the rest of the week. Oh, God. Oh, God. Okay. Um, art school changes you, and maybe that's a good thing, because then you're wise to the world. Once you've seen your classmate pull the shit out, nothing's going to surprise you. You're... You know what I mean? You're worldly. That's a good story as well. It's a cracking story. I really want to have a chat with the person who saw that and just be like, tell more. Please. We beg. While we're in the trauma, let's just carry on with the trauma and then let's... <laughs> more uh, bodily fluids. Let's go. More bodily fluids. <laughs> Someone in my studio made a piss painting by weeing on toilet paper and smushing it onto a canvas. And during a crit, a visiting lecturer touched... No. It no. praised the texture. Praised the texture. <laughs> I don't know if this happened when you were in like primary school, but people used to like wet um 
paper, like paper towels and stuff, and like throw them on the ceiling. That's what I'm visualizing. I was imagining, as you said that, I was imagining that they'd wheel on the paper towel, use the paper towel to daub the piss. Daub. Like maybe, maybe they'd use the piss like in a watercolor situation. Oh, yeah. That would be quite beautiful, actually. You could make some very haunting imagery. What would you have to like eat and drink in the day, though, to get those shades that you needed? Do you know what I mean? No, no, you'd, I you'd drink use water it on like a Windsor day. Newton, on a Windsor Newton watercolour palette. You'd just use the piss instead of normal water. Oh, it would be like the activation agent. I yeah. understand. Yeah, okay. and it would simply evaporate off, but you'd know it's piss. That's a kink. Not to kink shame anyone, <laughs> but that must be a kink. <laughs> Someone's fucking into that. Somewhere in the oh, world, God. there's someone who's like, listening to this and they're like, yeah. There's, there was a lot of messages about like sex-related stuff. Um, I didn't include all of them because I didn't want to, <laughs> quite frankly. There's more. Uh, so, you know, things like Goldsmith's art student someone spends their credit having sex in a box brackets really one student created a performance piece in which they filmed themselves and a partner having sex in one of the university's public bathrooms um what sized box good question (laughs) (laughs) i was thinking exactly the same not a shoebox. And did they make the box themselves? Like, did they go to the workshop in uni and be like, listen, I've got <laughs> these measurements. Can yeah. you help me make this box? Because a gazebo, a gazebo-sized box... Is just a room. That's just... <laughs> <laughs> but... As... Moving on. But not really. First crit. A mature student presented her post-coital fluids painting like she literally just squatted over a canvas after sex with her husband and then brought it in to show a bunch of 18 year olds why have you got to involve all these people you know what i mean like if you some people are into that that's fine but it's just a lack of consent for me you've not asked those people hello would you like to see my sex fluids painting that's a good point because we ask for consent in order to show, like, you know, explicit imagery. I want to know when it's explicit materials. We, she might have done. You don't know, actually. We don't know. She might have been like, hey, guys. Um, Can I show like, you this? My sex fluid painting. And they might have been like... Yeah. Yeah, okay. go on. Um, but... There's something there. There's something... It's not... It's not just like, here's the painting, it's bodily. Oh my God. The, the, they're getting... There's a... Freud would have a field day with this, no? I feel like I want to have a field day with this. Should we do some psychoanalysis? Let's just do some psychoanalysis, yeah, like we know okay. what we're talking about, because... I think there's a degree of exhibitionism, which, if that's your bag, that's your bag, but call it what it is. Yeah. Not to sound like a prude. I sound like a prude, no? I'm worried we might sound like prudes. I, I just think, do you know, if you're going to fuck, fuck, why have you got to bring art into it? Yeah. But then, again, why not? Playing devil's advocate, this 
It's not edgy. No one's saying it's edgy. Hmm. But bodies are there as material. And if you're not the box, but the sex fluids, right? If you use if you're using the piss as watercolour, water's scarce, right? You know, we, you, the, there might be a water crisis. You know what I mean? Like, it's <coughs> recycling. Cough, cough, recycle. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know where I'm going with this. But it's somewhere. Um, is, is, you... is the devil's advocate point more like, maybe she's just like so into her relationship and she's so into like that very primal act of sexual intercourse that like that's the type of shit we should be making art about and arguably we also should be making art about shit and do you know like all the bits of us no 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 no, but like all the bits of us all the bits of us like why are you trying to censor the shit (laughs) i can excuse the sex i draw the line at the shit okay (laughs) like i really in the sex i can understand because yeah i get that in that in the heat of the moment the passion the passion right that's that's something you maybe want to capture because it's productive, you know? There's energy mm. there, right? Cool. Can get on board. Let's all, let's, what? Do you know? No, do you know what? If you're really about it, let's see you and your husband fuck live and direct in front of us. <laughs> Do it here. What am I seeing? The detritus, the fucking periphery. Fuck the fluids. I want to, I want to be in the splash zone. <laughs> I want to feel like I'm at SeaWorld, yeah? Like, I feel like I'm having an out-of-body moment. I'd like to signal to help. I'd like to stop this. Let's just stop. Okay, if we stop now, if we cut our losses, we can quit while we're ending. We don't have to hear this anymore. YouTube, we just started to, like, resurrect YouTube. That YouTube channel, banned. banned. <laughs> Demonetized. Demonetized. <laughs> I stand by that though. If you're really about it, do it here now. If because I feel like that I feel like the sex fluids painting is a measly middle point. You're just giving me a halfway house. If you really want to be gratified by involving all of us 18-year-olds in your sexual activity, just do it here. Do it then. You wimp. You wimp. Speaking of weird students, let's move on to uh the other category because i'm the end done of bodily fluids do you know what it wasn't the end of bodily fluids <laughs> but it it's the end for me first project of the year this one guy this is really good this one guy in my foundation course at chelsea did a performance art piece where he pretended to be dead and didn't come in for the rest of the term <laughs> that's funny <laughs> that's really funny <laughs> did he pass though I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> There's no follow-up. Um, similarly, yeah, a crit where we watched a film of a student playing a guitar with his penis and another where a student staged his own funeral. A lot of death. I've got a lot of questions about the guitar, okay? Um, not to hold up proceedings. Wouldn't it really hurt? That's question one, two. Was he hard? <laughs> I didn't him? even think about that. I was just thinking this, like, floppy, floppy, floppy. Because you think with the... Oh, God. 
Um, Apologize to Mubi. Look Mubi in the eyes and say, <laughs> I'm sorry for hurting you. Mubi, I am so sorry for this. Please pay our invoice. You get 30 days for free. The African <laughs> Desperate is streaming exclusively on Mubi. Right. I have a question about the penis. Go. Is it, you'd think, right, you could get to a higher speed, more dexterity, right, on the guitar string if it's flatted? Because. Yeah. 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 You can, the movement there can hit. Oh, no, cut this, cut this, cut this. You can just tell I don't have a dick. Like, just... <laughs> the physics of it, the physics, the physics of all these things. Like how? No. You pull a poo. You... No. You pull a poo. Another one to add. In a mark making lesson. And for anyone who hasn't been to art school and is just watching this out of like morbid curiosity, God mark making you. is like literally what it says, you know, a lot of artists just get a bit of paint and put it on a canvas or a pencil and put it on a bit of paper. But like mark making is supposed to be a way of thinking what do those like actual, what does that contact look like? How does that contact make contact? How does it happen? And how can we like innovate and make it look interesting visually? How can utilise it for yeah. ulterior motives? So in a mark making lesson, a boy in my group with dreadlocks, brackets, who, may I add, was white, decided to cut one off, tie it to a stick, and paint with it. Next. 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 Let's just move on. I don't want to comment. Watching a man on my course spend weeks creating an eight-foot puppet out of straw and mud, then, at an exhibition, he hid inside it, had his friends stand around banging drums <laughs> while he tore a hole in it from inside and crawled out completely naked, danced around, and then his girlfriend shaved his head bald. Okay. That's a kink as well, that must be. That's a kink. <laughs> and no kink shaming here. We're, this is a safe space of man. Isn't that the plot of The Wicker Man? <laughs> He went on to direct the Wicker Man, this guy. <laughs> and this man's name was Nicholas Cage. <laughs> this is... Oh, God. Ah, uh, man. I've got something to say. Go on. I hate this! <laughs> I genuinely feel like it's an exorcism. I hate I this like so I'm much. I'm in orbit. It's, we've only been recording for 30 minutes and I'm already losing the plot. Can you sympathize with how bad i have felt for the past 24 <laughs> hours <laughs> you know when you, like you hear those horrifying stories about like facebook moderators that have to go through like all this crap and they see shit, like, terrible shit that's you yeah because i should say and bring it back to everyone come back to earth for a second you know 70 percent of the messages that we got when we invited our lovely uh unfortunately traumatized audience to share these stories with us they were like on point in terms of like the the core weirdness of going to art school and it all being like yeah very strange and mystical and like you know you come out of the other side of it very changed because of intangible forces but 30 percent of the stories were not funny at all like 30 percent of the stories were like genuinely like 
Zarina, stop laughing. <laughs> I'm thinking about pulling a poo. I can't. It's just... 30% of the stories were about, like, genuinely, like, bad practice, like, HR shit, Mm. like, reporting students and tutors and other people for, like, horrible violations. It is, like... Sometimes these bad things happen in art school, but, like, the weirdness allows for them to happen. Like, people almost just act like the strange violations are okay because it's art school and you can do whatever you want. And that is bizarre. I think it's like in that lawlessness of like, there are no rules, we make the rules. There's always some dickhead that turns up and is like, no rules, I'm going to be an absolute fucking prick. Like the worst prick that you could ever meet. And we, we, we had people like that. Like, but worse, like worse that I imagine exist out there. Like, and do you know what? That's just really fucking uncool. Like, if you're gonna sit... The whole point of that lawless space, right, is that you're meant to open up new new channels of understanding, right? You're meant to be... It, it's meant to be good for everyone. And when there's one dickhead that comes in and, like, just does nonsense, like, proper, like, violent shit, it just kind of... It's not educational. It's not illustrative. It's not productive. It's actually just horrible. We could just do a separate episode where we do talk about like the actual serious uh, things that people get away with. Um, but, you know, there are things like this. So someone said that they remember the kid that brought a huge pile of soil into one of the rooms to roll around in it semi-naked for their performance piece. Why is it always naked? I later heard that the uni had to relay all the parquet floor in that room because all the dirt got stuck. And it's, like, funny. But it's again, it's that lawlessness. Like, it's like the room, the building that you're in doesn't exist and, like, the people yeah. who clean it don't exist and the yeah. people who, like, fix the lights don't exist because you're, like, this art student who just thinks that they're the fucking... Like, they're a god. <laughs> they can do whatever they want and they're, like, <laughs> rolling in the dirt. Could have just put a tarp down, you know what I mean? Could have just put something down on the floor. I mean, it does, It for me, I have got a question the other way. Devil's advocate. Why has an art today. school got... <laughs> <laughs> Why has an art school got parquet floor? Honestly, good question. <laughs> like, you know, it's an art school. If, if it's meant to be this lawless space, just like... And but you should make the the students should be cleaning up at the end of that. You know, like if if you're gonna make the mess, you've got kind of gotta clean it. Yeah. But, parquet floor. Why are you doing irreparable damage to? You know what I mean? Like I don't like you, you see all these arts where they're like, oh, it's a grade something historic building. We can't do anything on the walls. Well, fucking why are we here? That's the whole point. Yeah. Like. Um, I feel like I'm on the moon, Gab. This is sent me into a spiral. I'm... Yeah, I'm. I'm not even here. My moral compass is going like this, <laughs> <laughs> spinning. <laughs> um, yeah, like there was this theme of people who just seemed like so above the rules. Like often people who were described as like rich or whatever, posh in the in the messages. So someone had said. Students skateboarding in the studios between sculptures and expensive equipment. Um, when at Chelsea, I overheard a girl saying that she wanted to live in South London because it's dirtier. <laughs> no, no, but 
Uh, There's one, a quiet part to that, isn't it? There's like, a quiet that, part. It's quite loud. Uh, one time, this girl in a crit said peanut butter and jelly sandwiches are for poor people. Um, and that bringing your own lunch from home in general is for poor people. A very posh girl who was a Tory literally brought in her own knackered converse as a piece for a crit, said with her full chest that they represented homelessness. This is just bad, bad art. The peanut butter jelly comment is out of pocket. So out of pocket. And do you know what? Sometimes it's just nice to bring your own lunch. Sharp! Why have you got to be stupid? That's so stupid. The converse is just bad art. Yeah. Why just tell me you don't have any ideas? The posh girls on my foundation at Camberwell went through a phase of never wearing shoes. Barefoot. Never! At all times. Right, okay, I... I have something to say. Go on. At the park around the corner from my mum's house, I used to go running when I was still living with my mum. And there was this guy that would like run barefoot all seasons. Not on the path through like the woody bit. That's hardcore. Really hardcore. And I was, I think this is bizarre, but apparently, right, it's better for you to run barefoot because it's stabilising. I mean, that doesn't mean you should do it. I think that's incredibly foolish in London to be running barefoot. Be crazy. Okay. Devil's advocate. (laughs) Are we being the police? Are we being, like, the body police? Maybe we are. Maybe we're... Because when we were at art school, we were like, oh, yeah, these old people, they don't get it. They don't get it. Are we the old people? The old people police? Are we the old people? Because we're 28? So do you know what? In in the interests of like appearing cool, yeah, pull the shit out your ass. God, I love it. What's I? I don't even. I've lost. I don't even know how to transition into this one. I'm. I'm real. I. I feel the toll of all of this <laughs> so physically. Let's just do like a hard transition. Go <laughs> in NCAD. Do you remember NCAD? We went there, National College of Art and Design in Dublin. In NCAD. We had the Naked Dancing Society. It was supposed to be done in a private room, but you could see into the window from the building across. Boobs were flying. <laughs> <laughs> Naked Dancing Society. Sounds kind of fun. Don't say it. Like a little bit fun. Like a little bit fun. Do you know what? Yeah. <laughs> right. Fine, I'll admit it. I wouldn't join. But I am pro nude dancing. In the privacy of my Do you know what I think in the privacy of your own own home kind of defeats the point because you want to do it communally with other people. Maybe Should we try it? Right now. <laughs> <laughs> Demonetized. <laughs> no, no, like let's just let, let's try it next time. You're down in London. We can have a naked dancing house party. With all the next time we're in Dublin. So this is... I, I'm interested um, in a follow-up question to to you and the world. Uh, can you do this outside of art school? Like, are there places that you can go that aren't... To naked dance? There yeah. must be. There must be. Because, devil's advocate, 
I don't know. If, I don't even think this is devil's time, advocate at this point. Every time one of us says devil, devil's advocate, I full body clench. Like I just <laughs> because right, there is a freedom in art school. You know, yes. day one, clean slate, blank canvas. What art are you gonna make? What are you gonna do with your time here? You can do whatever the fuck you want. But was naked dancing society a piece of work? No, it but it's in the art time? school. It's a student society from right. the minds of artists and designers. In that case, then devil's advocate. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's loosening you up, you know, putting you in an alternative headspace to really get creative. Like maybe you go to Naked Dancing Society, unblock a synapse, and then make a masterpiece. Exactly, because you're more in touch with your body. But would Loosen you rather up. be more in touch with your body? By naked dancing or pulling a shit out of yourself. <laughs> naked dancing. <laughs> I'd rather do naked dancing, which is why... Um, no, well, actually, I... because... But if you've... Right, that's just my answer. If you've got, like, body hang-ups, right? If you're not body positive, you're body negative. Last thing you want is to be naked in front of strangers or even people you know. Worse, people you know. And actually, there is nothing dirty or shameful about reaching into the crevices of your own body and pulling out something that you have produced yourself. I'm pro shit pulling. I've thought about this now and I'm going to try it. When we get off this call, next time I do a shit, <laughs> I'm going to say that. I am simply going to reach into my own anal orifice and oh, grasp God. at the emergent turd. New, I'm, I'm going to give it a go. It's a new kind of mark making. I'm, I just want to delete everything that we've said. I think we could cut our losses now. 50 minutes isn't that long. <laughs> Let's just cancel it all. Um, no. Right, I, no yeah, do you know what? Out of all, I don't know if I'm just desensitised. Out of all the stories you've told me so far, Naked Dancing has got like a wholesome good vibe. Exactly. That's what I mean. It's really, it feels really good vibes. Um, it but would feels... you do it? Honestly, if if we weren't the white pube and no one knew who I was, <laughs> <laughs> potentially. You think you're too big for naked dancing now, do you? <laughs> I, Jen, yeah. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, we can't go places without getting recognised right now. I'm not going to a naked dancing in an art school. <laughs> Can you imagine the next time we do a lecture in, in person, yeah? And they're like, oh, do you want to stick around after? We've got like one of the societies you can join in. It's a naked dancing. Naked dancing. <sighs> Moving on. Okay, these two made me uh, laugh. Carry on. Good vibes. Okay. During my MA, I was marked down for using the word motherfucker too much in my writing. Honestly, it just felt like that was a brag. <laughs> I no, like... I think, yeah, I feel like that's a flex. Like, um, just... Okay, yeah. Yeah. Someone else someone else said that they remembered a performance piece where a student sat naked in a small room and played Death Stranding while we peered in through the door. No shade, though. He was the loveliest guy. <laughs> Before we said that last... <laughs> was it me? Before, Before it you me? said that last sentence, I was about to... Chip in and be like, and that student went on to become Gabrielle de la Fuente. (laughs) (laughs) As a member of the Naked Dancing Society, it doesn't make sense to put your clothes on. Because 
the guy Norman Reedus playing Sam in Death Stranding is naked for so much of that game. Like, there's an option when you go to like the little lobby part of the game to just have a shower or a shit or a piss. So you just see him just like take his clothes off. What is it about the nakedness? Nakedness is very banal. It's very normal. It's a part of human existence. And if we are making things that encompass the entirety of human existence, like all of us, we're not Victorians, we're not prudes, as we know. We're perfectly fine with people showing us their intercourse fluid paintings. We're fine with that. Yeah, well, apparently we've changed our minds. <laughs> totally, yeah. You, can, I feel like we really convinced ourselves round on that one. Yeah. Um, we're fine with that. So nudity, banal, fine. Artwork should be able to represent the naked experience. Um, so... I think, on one hand, it's fine, valid, great, 10 out of 10, continue as you were. On the other hand, I think, there is nothing radical or shocking about the naked body, so stop thrusting it in my face, because I don't know about you, but every time I go to the gym and I go to the changing room, there is a nude person there with their bum directly where I need to be. So I see enough naked people without asking for it. Mm. Please no more. I'm at capacity actually yeah so um and i can't decide which opinion i've decided i want to have you know you're a complex person i contain multitudes you can you can believe all of it do you want to move on to weird tutors what all the weird students just naked stuff basically yeah okay um so i guess that's if we are going to turn this into a teachable moment then we can say moral of the story is if you are about to go to art school and you want to be cool keep your clothes on (laughs) if you want people to like you (laughs) unless you're playing death stranding in a room naked yeah at least there's a point to that yeah learn from this so you don't have to when it comes to the weird tutor stuff, a lot of it was comments that were made to students in crits. Um, I can already tell. This is going to be my least favourite one of these. All of the funniest. I was told to be careful or my work will look like an Ikea lampshade. Not a bad thing. Um, <laughs> someone said to a student, don't use your powers of design to scare people. <laughs> <laughs> Use your powers of design for good. With great powers of design come great powers of respect. (laughs) I was told I draw like a man once. I don't know if that was good or bad, question mark. What? You draw like a man? Yeah, what does that mean? That literally means nothing. What it means is your tutor's probably a misogynist. Mm. My tutor at CSM once showed up to a tutorial high and with a pirate patch and told me the film I had made had the narrative structure of a blowjob. What a comment. Go on. I'm going to start saying... (laughs) (laughs) Next wipe you crit, I'm going to turn up high, and I'm going to be like, this has the narrative structure of a blowjob. And people are going to be like, they were so wise. Oh my God, what does that mean? The narrative structure of a blowjob. For, for someone, for an alien who's just landed on this planet, how do you explain that to someone? Well, that sentence has got energy for me. 
every blowjob is different. <laughs> it's like a snowflake. Is this true to having like the exact same repetitive sexual act? Like that he knows when the ending is, that he knows like when the do you, know I mean? you don't know he. Does it say pronouns? It didn't. This could Me- be anyone. Could be anyone. But also, I will say, in defence of this tutor and their critical opinion about the narrative structure of this film, which we're going to take seriously, um, you do know that... It... See, actually, no, maybe not at the end of every blowjob. Maybe all of mine. <laughs> I know what's coming. (laughs) But, um... (laughs) Cut that, cut that. Cut that. I'm not going to cut it. I, I, you know, maybe my... But you don't... There's an expected outcome, you know? And it comes. It comes. (laughs) No, no, none of that. None of that. All of this, Serena. All of it. Settle down, right? Right. Everyone settle down and get your mind out of the gutter. I understand this comment, right? Because there's an expected outcome. And when it arrives, you're not surprised, but you are pleasantly... You're pleased. Yeah. And so, you better cut that, Gabriel. I'm not cutting any of this out. I'm putting it all in. We got a lot of messages that were along the lines of this one. First year of uni, I make a short film featuring my brown family. The white tutor tells me, you make political art. What's that supposed to mean? Tutor's racist. Move on. A person who simultaneously streaked through the campus was also our life model for no reason. Mm -hmm. And a tutor who told me in order for me to progress... I have to make art about my blackness and not other issues I was doing it about. Yet again, forcing black artists to only re-traumatise themselves. Oh, that's just racist. But um, that, that is, is literally just racist. It's just ye oldie racism. Like, it's not even fun racism where it's like, oh my God, ooh, you got, like, creative with it. It's literally just racism. Like, it's just... It's not even creative. You could get fun and funky with it. I want to hear some new racism. I hope that in... The year of our Lord, 2022. If we're going to do racism, just throw me some new shit, you know? Like, mix it up a bit. Freestyle. Remix. Someone said, I'm from Jordan, and in second year, I made a series of illustrations about toxic masculinity in the Arab world. I had a group tutorial of show, don't tell. At the end, the tutor didn't get it and just said he saw terrorist imagery and said my platform shoes can fit a bomb. Islamophobic asshole. Get fun and funky. White male tutor told the only non-white person in our crit group that he shouldn't make any political work. And I bring this up because, like, because it's obviously important, but we got so many messages that said the exact same thing. Tutors just absolutely bamboozled and also, like, offended that any student that wasn't white was like overtly political or they were like projecting politicalness onto their identity Mm. that is interesting it is interesting it's definitely something i experienced at art school tell me about it 
I feel like I got that feedback where it was like, well, this is political. And I was like, is it? Okay, all right, fine. And I started like leaning into that politicality and getting fun and funky with it. And people were like, whoa. And all they saw was the political, the the politics of the work. And they didn't see the fun and funky because I was being a dickhead Mm. at times. And playing with the fact that it was being read as political by being like, I, I just, I, I, right. I just think that, I, I think people should shut up, basically. I think, <laughs> I think sometimes you should go to art school and you shouldn't say fucking anything to people and just let them get on with what they're making and maybe they'll figure it out for themselves. I know that the entire point of art school is to go into a room with people and get their opinion and through the, like hearing other people's opinions repeatedly for three years, you learn something. Sometimes the things you learn are not actually helpful or educational and they're actively damaging. Um, but I, I can't think, can you remember some of the things that people said about mine and other, other ethnic minorities work? Ethnic minorities. You know what I mean? I other, mean. Oh, I've just lost the plot. I'm in orbit. We've got a big Asian prime minister and I hate it. And... <laughs> I'm just feeling like Rishi Sunak's at number 10 Downing Street and I'm feeling racist towards Asians. That's. Yeah. You know what I mean? I just. I yeah. Just, it's racially speaking. I'm in a tense space. Okay. It's. <laughs> okay. Do you remember, do you remember some of the things that were said to me or others? Because I don't. What stands out to me is the review of your work that you just, just, um, you're like Bloomberg New Contemporaries film. It wasn't really art school though, was it? I'd graduate. But, the, but it just, it was on the cusp, wasn't it? It was like, yeah. we just left art school and Zarina was showing in Bloomberg New Contemporaries in the Blue Coat in Liverpool the summer after. And Valdemar Janisak posted a review of a, what was, how did he phrase it? He called my work brave. He called your work brave. And it was yeah. because it was. Oh, I don't even want to say this. I know it's. Ugh. But my work was terrible, terrible. I should underline that I now look back on this work and I think, you fool. You fool. You were so bad at making art, and actually, really, you should have just been writing about you. You should have write write through these thoughts. Tell. Don't show. Um, because showing is not something you're good at and it's just tell um, it was me shaking my ass in a blue morph suit in front of drone footage terrible, terrible, terrible and do you know what actually I think there's something to be said about no offence to Bloomberg New Contemporaries but like who fucking selected that work because the calibre of it, the quality was objectively terrible and I think why... Why did you choose it? Because like, probably is it just clickbait? It was just clickbait. I think it was just click. But also, it's it's it goes back to like that edginess thing of art school, doesn't it? It's like ooh, ooh, and and almost you know maybe if I'm allowed to say a slight like allowance or accommodation because like you weren't white, so you like if if we can't say these things, maybe. This, this brown artist can say these things and, and then we can put them in our white cube gallery and then yeah. it's set. 
hands off we're back in a way do you know what is interesting because actually as well on the selection panel there was an asian artist and i think there's something about wanting to select something wanting to select something oh my god they played the race card Um, I just think that if you're going to call someone's work really political, you should have a think about what that means and you should be willing to explain what that means. And there should be a better explanation than just like, oh, well, you've got something of a funny tinge about you, you know? Mm. Um, that funny tinge comment was said by a Tory MP. That's a joke. That's called satire. Just to clarify, because I don't, this has been a stressful enough episode as it is without me stressing people out that was satire i'm i'm slightly looping us back around to the whole point of the episode which was the african desperate which opens with a crit where it's like palace's identity as a black artist isn't like almost ex- like it's everyone everyone's like too afraid to talk about it but like they want to talk about it so much and they talk around it and they talk through it and they talk about it in like this kind of like slightly annoyed way Hmm. yeah and it's so uncomfortable but it's uncomfortable in a way that just really made me think of every single person that messaged us saying you know either my work or someone else's work was called political in a way that felt loaded because of their race um Every single person who sent us messages like that, I just thought, like, please watch the film. And I don't even yeah. mean that in, a, like, a we are sponsored, so I'm trying to make you watch the film way. Yeah, but I just, it's therapeutic. There's it, a catharsis yeah? in it. Yeah. I mean, there's something about the scene, like, the way it's laid out. Like, I remember one of the edits I got back from Gab, like, when we write text, we write it, and then we send it to each other, and we have a little read-through, send each other some feedback. And one of the notes I wrote about the crit scene, And one of the notes he sent back was like, you need to double down and make sure that you make a point about the fact that this is a script, like this is fiction, someone wrote this. It didn't just come out of a tutor. It just didn't occur to me that, like, it was too real. (laughs) It is is real? Yeah. And it's really well written. It's really well written because it's not just really real, but it's just like really well laid out. Like you can see the anatomy of like how things are moving within like the dynamics, the power play within that crit, because it just makes it often in crits, like in these moments, when shooters are saying this batshit crazy stuff to you, you don't really know what's going on. It's like being in a fight with a blindfold on. Like you just don't know that you don't even know where things are coming from. Like, it's just like, you're like, Oh my God, like this, I'm feeling very attacked, don't know where the blows are coming from. Within that crit scene, everything feels clear. Like, you can kind of... It feels forensic. You can see the way it's moving. And I think that's where the catharsis is. Because not only can you recognise and relate to things that have been said to you, um, I'm assuming that... I'm speaking to all people who are not white at this point. Um, You Not only can you, like, relate to things that have been said to you but you can kind of see through like being able to see the motivation behind what like reasons why these things were said within that crit in the film you kind of like it triggers you to think like oh my god like maybe that it 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 makes other things clearer and i don't know if that's just like projection or like just like maybe i need therapy but um i think there is like a weird it does something it's 
affective that scene and i think it's incredible that someone wrote it because it does things you know it's not just a thing that exists in the world it's a thing that does things in the world i i think what you're picking up on though is 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 something like that i felt as a white person as well but for like class reasons like and and i know other people who kind of feel like they have other <laughs> um boxes that they can sit in will have felt the same thing like that you're sat in a tutorial you might be an 18 year old but you also might not be there you know people of all ages go to art school but you're whatever you're coming towards the tutor as as like the expert and the person who has all the knowledge and you're I remember being so impressed by our tutors and thinking like, wow, you must have read so many books. You must have been to so many exhibitions. You know so much. You've been doing this for so long. Like there's an implicit trust that you're going to be able to guide me through like these aesthetic problems. Um, but when when they start speaking to you, it can be so, um, it can be so heavy and it can be so hard to like actually pull the bits out that are useful and that are any use and so that you can put yeah. them into practice that and stark moment when you realize that actually your tutors chatting shit and they know fuck all they might be chatting shit and actually it's kind of a really strange way to learn to be in a one-to-one tutorial or to be in a crit setting and like have these odd comments fly out of you know fly all around you and you have to sort of take them away and like put them into the artwork and change the artwork into something new based on what all these other people have said. Like it's just difficult to to make that translation. Um, so when you then add identity into the mix, it just complicates it even more because then it's like all of these moral values are added to everything and you don't know what to do because you know who you are and what you've experienced. And this tutor is like, sort of got nothing to do with anything and yet they're saying stuff to you and because they're in a position of power you feel like you have to listen it's like speaking to the doctor when you're sick you just you think like they know what they're talking about so i probably should listen to them but actually they might be wrong and it i think it's like a double bind because so often when they're chatting shit the fact that they're chatting shit like the, the shit that's coming at you is inscrutable Right, In- inscrutable. Inscrutable. And you've got to f- somehow, as an maybe 18-year-old, maybe 58-year-old, regardless, this is new to you. If, you've, if you're if you at art school, you've only been doing this three years, four years max. Mm-hmm. No time at all. Um, maybe. I don't know. Maybe you've been doing things. Longer. Anyway, you've somehow got to pass this shit. Like P-A-R-S-E. Pass this shit. And like figure out what they're saying, why they're saying it, and what it means that they're saying it, and that could be anything. So, so watching it as a scene in a film is like being able to hold it at a distance and also being able to pause mm. it and go back yeah. and be like, ooh. Like watching I how the chess pieces like move four times, yeah. four times. I watched it twice. I was like, whoa, whoa. And you know, by the fourth time, I was like, I felt like my mind a little lid popped up on my head and all of a sudden like I feel the breeze on my brain like it was like I felt like it did something to me I was like oh my god like 
Mm. You know? Yeah. I do know. And I've got one final comment, which is that maybe because moments like that are so inscrutable, to use your word, because it's kind of perfect, mm. maybe it is just fucking easier to pull the shit out your ass. <laughs> it's so much more straightforward. The crit well, after that yeah. would have been so simple. Yeah. <sighs> so simple. Yeah, no, I devil's advocate, I heavily disagree. <laughs> <laughs> Big disagree. Because I don't I even think... believe what I'm saying. It's just funny. <laughs> I know for a fact, I know for a fact, on God, I would bet I would bet a million pounds, a million big ones, that the student that pulled the shit out of their ass was white. Oh yeah. <laughs> Because I know for a fact that you cannot say boo to a fucking goose, yeah, as anything else in art mm. school without people being like, whoa, 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 whoa. Political. You're some... you political. Yeah. If you put, if, if I, right, imagine some, some student of colour rocks up to the performance night. Trousers unbuttoned wouldn't even hit your knees before people are like oh my god like it you wouldn't even get as far as pulling the shit no it'd kick off no No. way you'd have to suck it back in (laughs) you'd have to push it back in (laughs) oh it'd just be called like a dirty protest security would get called you'd be personally implicated as a as it would I mean maybe rightly or wrongly as a as a I've had enough (laughs) I've had enough as well basically the moral of the story is that certain freedoms are allowed to certain people based on their identity and privilege and all of that happens outside in the world in all the world in all the industries but it is so fucking clear in art school it is clear Brighter's day. I think art school's a lawless place, but there are some laws, and no one tells you what they are. <laughs> <laughs> You're just going to spend three to four years figuring it out, um, and then you leave, and you can carry on with your life. And think about the fever dream that you have just experienced, because that shit fucking wacky, mate. You can stream. <laughs> the African Desperate, the new film by Martin Sims, exclusively on Mubi, and you can watch it for 30 days for free. But also you get to watch all the other shit that's on Mubi. I love Mubi. I watch it all the time. Um for free. Please do it. Please please sign up. Even if you don't watch stuff, but you will, because there's good stuff in there. Click the link. Send listen it to, to people. Ten times. Put this on loop. No, don't. I take it Don't listen to this four times. If you do, really whack the volume down to zero. Because, (laughs) do you know what? That was a terrible thing for me to say. I would like to apologise formally to our audience as well for the content that we've just unpacked. Thank you to our audience for sending things in. But sorry. Sorry that you experienced this. And sorry that you experienced this in secondhand replay. What do they expect? We're called the white pube. The end. That doesn't look that radical now. Like, we, <laughs> a wacky name. I don't think so. Someone's pulling shit like a magician's <laughs> handkerchief out of their butt. Like it's, like it's a fucking fruit wind-up. Oh, God. Oh, my God. How okay. is that the weirdest thing? 
that you said in this part. That's the thing I'm taking away. That's the thing we'll never forget. Okay. Thank you for listening. Stream the African Desperate. See you on the next episode of the podcast. Bye. Bye. Oh,